welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. All right. Strong, clear, in control. Concise. It sounds like one of those... Uh, I think it's a Pantene. Acne? No, it's like an oh, acne, it's acne commercial. Clean, clear, and under control. Right. Who makes that? Oh, I don't know. Somebody. It's because you have such clear skin, you've probably never used it before. Here's the here's the trick to having clear skin. Listen up, ladies and gents. You use Dove white, plain white soap. Ooh, you use so cool. five in one on your hair. You do your hair every other day in the shower. Yeah, five and I know. Five, five and one, one doesn't even make sense. What could it possibly be? All right, buckle up. We have shampoo. Done. Conditioner. Okay. Moisturizer. No. Soap. I'm over it already. And beard no. oil. <laughs> no, it's not five and one. <laughs> it's probably not beard I'll oil. G- I've seen like a three and one. Like it's the body wash, I've, the shampoo, the conditioner. Well, have you seen Dr. Otker's like 19 and one? I don't believe that you in can, that either. You can eat it. Like you can cook it and Yeah, you can it, use it as cooking it. oil. No, that's not a Shoe thing. polish. It's not yeah, it's it's the o- it's the future, Mike. It's no, and the future it's the is friendly. Of the future, which is Fido. I know that one. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> we should be sponsored for all of these things. Yeah, see, we're losing opportunities here, left and right. Anyway, welcome to Unpacking Sunday, a podcast of CRCF Church. It's good to be with you. Sponsored by CRCF Church. CRCF Church, can you see into the future? <laughs> oh that's gosh. our that's our theme song. that's not our theme song <laughs> luke loves it but it's that's not bad though yeah can you see in, can you see into the future nobody like prophetic can. yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> just to tie us back okay. into this week's sermon here's yeah. the thing before we hop in mike how was your week just hit me really quickly how was absolutely your family absolutely insane What'd you do? Because I moved this week. I know you don't remember because it was your birthday, so that's why you were wrapped up in. No, I don't remember because I was carrying all the boxes while while you were <laughs> chilling in the kitchen. <laughs> that's why I don't remember. Because I'm exhausted. I wasn't chilling in the kitchen. I was. It's called delegating. It was five days ago, and my calves still hurt. I oh yeah, I'm in a lot of pain still. You, you are too. Yeah. Last night I just walked out of my garage and I said, "I'm not lifting anything. I'll sort anything else. Yeah. Like if it's like under." one pound you have to draw a line somewhere because i was sick of like lifting this and moving that and you know how much christmas stuff i have oh, and so trying to like i think i counted five that. christmas trees while we were loading that truck up uh-huh. five right uh-huh yeah five that's a lot of christmas trees. yeah but then there's like all the boxes of stuff that goes on the trees so. each tree has a few boxes that's true not a few <laughs> anyway so i moved so it was a it was a not a stressful weekend. It actually went very smoothly. Right. That's good. Um, I thought so too. I also left it's earlier than you guys. but Yeah, I, that's also normal too. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I yeah. work harder and I leave sooner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for what you did. Of course. It was yeah. a pleasure to be there. And you had a big weekend because it was your birthday. We won't say how old you are because anyone who's been tracking you and is trying to get your personal information doesn't need to know that. Oh, that's good because that keeps them one step further away. Yeah. Well, I, so I have kind of an a ambiguous mystery, age. A mystery birthday. You put in your best guesses. Some people yeah, think I'm 32. At, you could write to us at unpackingsunday at crcfchurch.com. Yeah. How old do you think Josh is? I've been got. I've received like anywhere from seventeen to like thirty-five. So depending on how rough of a night I had the night before, depending on if I slept or not. Wow, that's a rough night. It's quite a range. 
So anyway, happy birthday and thank you for speaking on Sunday. Thank you. It yeah. was fun to have you. So we continued in our series in Romans. We did. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 30. It was a little something like this. And we know that, that in, in all, all things. Oh, yeah. Okay, you do, you're no, going to do it again? No, no, no. It's okay. You go, <laughs> ahead. you go ahead. God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. But those, or for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Quite the text. What a good one. Powerful stuff. Yeah. And great message on Sunday. Thank you. I, as you know, took a lot of notes. Like, I was just like... I saw you. I got notes and quotes for days Notes here. and quotes. That's our yeah. next podcast. That's pretty yes. good, eh? TM that right now. That's really good. That'll be our third podcast, because we also have our mystery podcast. That's true. That no one knows about. But it's there. It's out there. Um, it's so, like my age. Nobody knows about it. <laughs> so give us like a two sentence summary of what you talked about on Sunday. Well, I heard my message was 46 minutes long. So quite on the long side. More than that. But I'll was, break it down yeah, to, yeah, yeah Luke's in agreement. Luke's um, nodding. But I'll break it. Okay. Two sentences. I would say, I'll do it one sentence. No, I'll do two sentences. <laughs> tried to make it harder it's gonna be like almost as long as the sermon for those these sentences who are secure in christ your suffering is not wasted the end is determined as you will one day bear christ's image in its fullness how's that not bad not bad yeah not bad not okay bad. so you got good feedback on Sunday? I did, yeah. There yeah. was some good... Impactful. It's an impactful reminder. Well, it's a very hopeful, yeah, message here, right? Uh, it's There's some sure-footedness to it. We see a lot of... Uh, it, it's it's kind of grown where this text starts in verse 17. It, it, it grows from ifs and mays into wills and predestined and conformed, like even in the past tense, like things that are taking place. There's There's some confidence in this text that we can stand on that gives us a lot of hope even when we're walking through really diff- difficult circumstances in our mm-hmm. lives. One of my favorite things that I think like undergirds all the things that you spoke about on Sunday yeah. um, is you talked about this awesome thing that happened at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, mm. that the age of glory broke into yeah. the age of suffering. Mm. Isn't that cool? And I think that that like... Um, it kind of holds up all the other things that you were talking about that even though we still live in the age of suffering, that we actually have access to this age of glory. And you pointed out on Sunday also that it's not um, solely that we're waiting for future glory. It's that actually both of them exist simultaneously right Right. now. That we have suffering and we have glory now that will be received or revealed in us, Paul would say, in fullness upon uh, upon our redeemed the resurrection bodies. of our bodies yeah, yeah yeah no i mean it completely changes the outlook that you walk into a situation with it's the idea of this heavenly perspective of of seeing not only how god is in control of the situation trusting not only that he will work it for his good but knowing that you can even petition him for his 
his help, his guidance uh, for him to break through, like as we see happen time and time again, all of us in our own unique testimony stories, we have this, this way that we encountered God. We encountered Jesus Christ, the living God, in a powerful way, and it left us transformed. Whether that means that a sin habit was broken on your life, that's a taste of this future glory breaking into your present suffering. I'm getting very like you can see my hands. Yeah, your are going, hands are they're really going off. Getting serious. I need to calm them down here. I so, just get excited talking about this. So we were created really for a relationship with God. Yeah, to we were worship created for God. Him. Yeah, and glorify God, <laughs> and that's what's happening one day. Like one day, we will be reunited with Him. Yeah, and so another one of my favorite quotes that you said on Sunday reminiscent of the week before mm. but one of my favorite inspired quotes, by is that yeah, what you're trying to say <laughs> i'm inspired by previous week's message uh, but i love this you said no wonder no wonder we squirm under the weight of all this suffering yeah because we know that there's more and, and we, we know, know it's not right yeah and we know there's actually perfection in store for those of us who are in christ yeah today and we've glimpsed it we sense it it lives inside of us mm-hmm. even in the midst of our suffering it's written on our hearts some call it our even our conscience too yeah. we see the injustice and it frustrates us so but it's still so hard to walk it out it's hard yeah. to like live in the already and the not yet mm. and you mentioned about the these times where we can so quickly especially romans eight twenty eight, mm-hmm. that we know in all things god works together yeah all things together for the, for good, the good of those, of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You yeah. said we so often can use that flippantly to people who are really suffering deeply and in a way to almost dismiss the hardship that they're going through mm-hmm. and um, just so that they'll stop worrying about it and mm-hmm. move on. And so you said mm-hmm. like Romans eight twenty eight is not a call to like just like throw in the towel and not yeah. even pay attention not to your dismissal. suffering. Yeah. yeah. And you said it it doesn't necessarily say don't worry. Mm. But I I was reminded when you said that like in scripture where we are told mm-hmm. don't worry. Mm-hmm. And so in your experience or as you prepared for your message, how do you hold those two things together? Yeah. Of like I'm not going to just dismiss my suffering and that life is hard or mm-hmm. like the suffering of my brothers and sisters or my friend or whatever. How do I hold that like tension of, okay, we got to mm-hmm. walk out suffering, but I'm not going to worry or stress. Yeah. It's, well, I think it's Philippians, right? When I think the verse is like, at least the one that comes to my mind mm-hmm. when you say, don't worry. Yeah. It's like, don't be anxious in anything, but with prayer and petition mm-hmm. and Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah. Lift up your prayers. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right. I think the key word that I'll kind of steal from, from your question or the key term is walk it out. So when, when we use this verse, what is our motivation when we're, when we're talking with a friend, either saved or unsaved, who is walking through suffering, who's walking through pain, they've lost a family member, whatever the circumstance might be is our motivation to kind of minimize the pain that they're walking through? Are we saying don't worry because we're not willing to get into the trench with them? Or are we saying don't worry because God is in control? Those are very two those are two very different intentions with which we can use this verse, right? If we're saying, "Hey, hey, uh, you know, God, it's all it's all determined already. It's all predestined. It's all figured out. It's all handled. Why are you crying? Get up. Let's move on." 
that is a, a pretty calloused, I would say, approach to um, seeing people in pain. And I would say that's not reminiscent in how we see Jesus ran his ministry. He was moved by compassion when he saw um, orphans, widows, when he saw injustice, when he saw weeping at the at the um, death of his friend Lazarus. We see a Jesus who is, is um, led by his empathy rather than an apathetic, cold, calculated, callous Jesus. We have, um, that's what's so beautiful about this character of Jesus, that he's the full divinity and full humanity merged into one. So there's the power, there's the promise that it will be taken care of, but there's also the compassion and um, the, the gentleness, the empathy to meet you where you're at. So I think the lesson in that is, is what is our intention when we approach with this verse? I would say this verse is not a dismissal of the current pain and suffering that you're going through, but this verse is a, is a promise, is kind of the direction I went on Sunday. It's a promise that there, um, that there is a purpose that can come from this pain, that this pain will not be wasted, that even though this is bad, God can do something good out of it. So let's do that together. Let's walk it out. Um, we don't have to pretend we're not sad when we approach God. We don't have to pretend we're not angry. He already knows where our hearts are at. We don't have to pretend we're not grieving, right? He, he sends his angels to minister to you amidst your grief. He doesn't call you to, you know, shake it off, get up and, and walk, keep on walking. He can empower you to do that for you, but he also gives you space to experience the emotions that he made you with. He, so we see that he sends his angels to minister, to come alongside. The Holy Spirit is, himself is one of his titles, is the comforter. So what that looks like for us, the lesson that we need to pull from that um, is to, is to kind of get into uh, the difficult season with our friends, right? Instead of sympathizing, standing on the outside, we need to empathize and get to the inside, get to the heart of the issue. Um, and because that is where you can really speak hope into situations where you can say, hey, um, look at this God who, look what he did for you. Look at the way that he, he died and rose for you. Look at what can happen. I know this is tough right now, but we gotta, we gotta hold on and we gotta trust. And, and so we'll walk through that pain together, um, knowing that God can do something beautiful with it. Yeah, that's right. And I think, um, Romans eight twenty eight obviously continues to 29 and 30 in which like I find so much hope. Right. So if you read those two verses for us. For sure. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What a hope that like when we're talking about suffering and then we say, but in all things, in all, the good and the bad, God is working all things together for the yeah. good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And then Paul says... Because don't you see it? Like those he called, he's going to bring all the way to completion. Yeah, if he starts right? and it. Yeah, he's going to yeah. finish it. Mm -hmm. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Like if he began a good work in you, he's going to see it through to completion. And so that's where I find so much hope in these verses is because uh, even in our suffering, like what you said on Sunday, there it's not random. There's a purpose. Mm -hmm. We're becoming more like Christ as we, if we allow Him to do His work yeah. in us. And really, ultimately, those of us who remain in Christ despite the suffering of this world will be fully redeemed, perfected in eternity, sharing in the glory of Jesus. And so, there's hope for me when I read that. That, yeah. that 
what God began in my heart, like when I'm a teenager, right? Like I became, I was dead in sin, mm. became a new creation in Christ, and slowly over my lifetime, hopefully, and being sanctified to look more yeah. like Jesus as I submit to Him and my life is laid down before Him, even in my suffering, that then He's going to somehow, mm. even with someone broken like me, going to finish the work that He started. Mm. So, yeah, I wow. find so much hope in those verses. And you even said on Sunday, this is another quote that I loved that you said, is that the good that God is working in our suffering may not even be mm-hmm. for our earthbound life. Mm-hmm. That ultimately, the good God is doing is beyond mm-hmm. the good that we can even see or ask or imagine. Yeah. Right, it's better than that. It's not even worth comparing. Paul right. would say earlier in Romans mm-hmm. to the things that we're going through, and and because our treasures are stored in heaven, it's so right? it's we totally different. Yeah, and so you know, again, it's not to be flippant. It's a reminder of our great hope that's in Christ. Yeah, that you know we might suffer, and many people in the world do until the day that we die. Yeah, we might die in the midst of suffering. Mm-hmm. But if we have remained in Christ, our good is not tied to this earthbound yeah. life. And in right? fact, it's not even worth comparing that. Yeah, don't to, even. Yeah. Because it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be crazy yeah. when you finally share in the glory of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, how does that play out in in our life? I mean, we talked about that even this morning a little bit with the word that you got for your son that, mm-hmm. you know, in the midst of like life is most likely... Mm-hmm. Um, until and if God does a miracle in yep. his life, going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's going to at least look different. Yeah. And there's going to be hard parts to it right. for Bo's life. And mm-hmm. you said, but we got this word that um, no matter what mm-hmm. happens, he's going to be a mighty man of God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what a hope. Yeah, And so, how do we play that out that, like, we don't really know what that looks like even mm-hmm. when we get this word from God? Yeah. And he answers our prayer, not in the way that he thought we thought. Yeah. So, how do we walk it out? I think, like, what is so beautiful about having this, like, intimate relationship with God that is a benefit that we, I mean, we can often even, like, hold this benefit lightly. We, we so often will pull the situation when it feels like it's getting out of control. We pull it back into what we know that we can do with the situation rather than walk faithfully in it. We, we all have been guilty of, of doing that. But one of these benefits of being in an intimate relationship with God is you can be dealing with uh, what we call like a stumbling block or a mountain or a problem, whatever. Well, you can be dealing with this massive problem. It can it can not change at all. It can look ex- like the circumstance can look exactly the same. The mountain is just as big. But when you're walking faithfully and you're giving that to God rather than bearing that weight on yourself, you you get this peace. You get this um, this uh, light burden, this easy yoke that we talk about. This this God who will make you lay down in green pastures, right? So. So you could be facing the same situation with God where you feel like you're being worn down. There's It's like water eroding the sharp edges of a rock and you are chiseled away time and time again in your own strength. Or you can be walking in God, facing the exact same situation. And there's just this peace that surpasses understanding. So I think in, in my situation specifically, 
when I was really struggling in my own strength, I was like, okay, well, how can I fix this? What tests can I do? Where can I go? What, what, how can I like push this through? Is there a specialist? Is there, you know, there's all these things. And, and then that opens another door, opens another door. And one thing leads to the other. Eventually we find we can do nothing. On the contrary, when I take this situation, this one that I felt hopeless with, where the world is saying there's nothing you can do here, and I give this situation to God, he gives he gave me this word that I wasn't expecting, I wasn't like looking for, I didn't I didn't know it was coming. He said that Bo would be a mighty man of God. And so what he gave me is he gave me security for my son's future. I knew my son would be known by Christ. That's how this verse starts, before you're called, before you're predestined, before you're justified and before you're glorified. It says, for those God foreknew, for those God God knows. He knows that we're going to choose him, and he knows us intimately. And so I got, that's what I clung to is like, wow, my son is going to know God, and God is going to know my son. So really, like we're talking about, my son's treasures are already going to be stored in heaven, regardless of whether he is miraculously healed here in this lifetime or, or whether he's not. He's already um, secure in in the promise for his life. And so I didn't want to cheat and go to to the next verse, but honestly, my honest reaction, like he still has the same problem that he had before I got this word from God. But my honest reaction is what what more can I ask for? And if we look at verse 31, it, it says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against mm-hmm. us? Right? And that is the only way we can respond. When we hear from God, when we have that security and that faith from God, the mountain, it's painful, absolutely. It's tough. It's, it's, it's uh, a challenge, but it's nothing compared to God uh, for what can stand against us when you have that security in Christ. So that's what really has, has, has really changed my perspective and rocked me in, in walking this out with Sydney and with Bo is... It's just God is so good in all things, even in this thing that is so seemingly random. Somehow he's going he's gonna to turn it into a testimony. Even if it's just a testimony of faithfulness, that's a great testimony right. to have. And so the point is that God changes our hearts, right? And he's good even when our situations are not. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes what it takes is it actually takes a transformation of our heart yeah. to actually believe that. Because we can say it so easily. Yeah, God's good, God's good, God's good. Yeah. But like I remember you and I sat at Barnabas one time and I felt crazy for saying it, but I I think you could relate to it now. As I said, after everything that's happened in my life, I don't care what happens. I could watch the most horrific things happen to my family, to anything. Mm. God forbid. Yeah. But I will never, ever, ever, ever be convinced that God is not good. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where you're at is like... Mm. It, it's not that it doesn't matter. We hope, like, it would be awesome if yeah. God would do a miracle. And sure, we can pray that way or whatever. But it's like, in the midst of it, yeah, there is no turning back now. God has changed my heart. It's true. He's yeah. changed your heart to realize, like, in the midst of this, mm-hmm. he's still good. And I think, can I highlight something there, too? I think sometimes we put, like, we put this, like, level of faith on, on a pedestal. Like, uh, to be able to get to that point, of course, it's a work of the Holy Spirit in us to, get, to transform our heart to get to that point, but the Holy Spirit wants to do that in each and every mm-hmm. one of us. Like, we look at the disciples, we look at, like, pastors like you, I'm now at this point too, but this isn't, like, an unattainable standard. This is what, this is what God wants to do for all who follow Him and who profess His right. name. 
but it takes discomfort. I remember um, this pastor when I was young, same pastor who said, um, you don't get cleaned up to take a bath. I've yeah, quoted that a I few times. Yeah. And same pastor, so shout out Rick Boys if you ever listen to this, but uh, he also said, God is far more interested in your character than in your comfort. Yeah, And it's true. So sometimes we will be uncomfortable so that God can radically change our hearts. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we're running out of time, but that's maybe a good spot even to leave listeners with is mm. like whatever you're going through is, again, if you would allow God to do what God does mm-hmm. and and change your heart, Yeah, I think that often then things begin to shift after that. And then even if they don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? So... Amen. As we like to, Josh, why don't you say a quick prayer? I know your sermon was 46 minutes. So so we'll keep the podcast up. less than that. <laughs> but why don't you pray for everybody? Yeah. yeah. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus, that you rose from the tomb, that you conquered death, that you're reigning now in our lives, and that you've given us this amazing hope that you, that you will return. We don't have to uh, worry about our security in you. You've given us a confidence as we face the battles that we face here on earth. And we already know ultimately how they will end even in, in Genesis that, you know, the serpent can nip our heel, but, but you are the one who has crushed the head for us. So we thank you, Jesus, for that amazing work that you've done. We cannot wait for a time when sin, temptation, suffering is no more. But in the meantime, would you teach us how to lift one another up more um, empathetically, more genuinely? Would you teach us how to be moved by compassion And would you give us this heavenly perspective? Would you do this transformation of our hearts so we can see um, the suffering and the pain that is real? We can put it in its proper perspective, which is far, far beneath you. Yeah, so do that work in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Unpacking Sunday is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you're interested in more information, please check out our website, at www.crcfchurch.com